Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. Welcome to Orange Talk, a player segment of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy, and alongside Chris and Rodrigo, we're joined by a very special guest, Houston Dynamo 2 defender, uh, Mujib Morana. Mujib, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And uh, I had written down MJ, but now knowing as Jeeves, Jeeves, usually we started the show jumping straight into soccer, man, and and moving into, you know, miscellaneous questions later on. But uh, we want to start a little bit, you know, with a quick rundown of, of your background, if that's okay. And and doing some research, uh, it seems you grew up in Fresno, Fresno, Texas, and, and you attended Hightower High School in Missouri City. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and, you know, what started your passion for soccer? Uh, so originally I was born in Nigeria and ever since I can remember, all we did was run around and kick a soccer ball in Nigeria. And then after I moved here in 2007, uh, my dad enrolled me in a local soccer club. I think it's called the West Houston Soccer Club when I was like seven. And ever since I've been playing the game, uh, then my brother's team was pretty good when we were young. Uh, but all of a sudden all his teammates started leaving. And they're saying, like, oh, we're going to the Dynamo. We're like, why are you guys leaving such a good team to join another team? They're like, we're going to a better team. I'm like, oh, there's a better team than this one? So that's how we heard about the Dynamo Academy. And then my dad was like, you know what, why don't you also try out? So I think at the age of 12 is when I did this Center of Excellence camp, uh, which was like a little camp the Dynamo put on to try to find local talent. And I think I was one of the two players chosen and given a tryout basically with the Academy. And then I made the team from there from the age of 12. And that's just how I got involved with the academy. Yeah. And again, we'll, we'll definitely have more questions uh, regarding that and your upbringing. But uh, I'll let Christian, if you're ready, man, we can talk about the match against the Whitecaps. Yeah, man. Uh, welcome. You know, once again, thank you for, for your time, bro. Uh, you know, I'm glad to have you here. Glad to, you know, watch you play. And, uh, you know, as, as we said, we did want to go see you guys play. Uh, against uh, the Whitecaps, too. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about that? You know, uh, you know, how did how was your experience, you know, going in, into this match? You know, maybe the before and then we can get it, get into the what happened on the field and maybe the, the after uh, the after party uh, that kind of happened in the in the locker room there. Uh, yeah, I could tell you a little bit about that. Um, maybe before the game, we felt very prepared. Um, the coaches did a great job with the game plan and outlined the key factors of what we needed to execute for the game. So for me personally, and I'm sure the team felt very prepared going into the game. And I think we did a great job of executing that. Um, as you can see, I think we had most control of the game for the most part. And, you know, we were able to uh, create, you know, dangerous chances in their half of the field. Um for the after the game, it was it was really special. Um, you don't get a lot of first pro debuts in your uh, career, so you know just sharing that with the guys and some of the other guys that I've like seen uh, growing up in the academy with that was special for me and those guys, and especially for Kenny Bundy uh, to get his first win. So that was just you know 
what we were trying to accomplish that night. I mean, you know, everybody was big smiles after the game. And uh, growing up in, you know, in Houston, you know, obviously not, not all the time, but, you know, some of the time that you spent here, you know, I guess, you know, you can call yourself a Houstonian, just like me, uh, Rudy and, Rod and Rodrigo. We're from different parts of the world, but we ended up here in Houston. But, you know, maybe as a Houstonian, uh, how did that feel, you know, playing for the hometown team and getting your first win with the hometown team? Uh, it's always special. It's always special. It's something that I've dreamed of ever since I was in the academy. Uh, so it was a very special night. I remember walking into the locker room and actually seeing my name on the jersey for the first time. You know, it just felt surreal. It's just happy moments. It's what you work hard for. So hopefully more of that stuff to come. And going a little bit more specific uh, to you, to your position. Uh, obviously, you know, you're a big, you're a big guy. You're a big uh, kid. I mean, you're not a kid, but you know, you're a big uh, man, I guess we'll call you a man, a full grown man. At, at like a 6'2", you're what, like waiting 180 or something like that? Or yes, somewhere sir. around there? Yeah, so yeah you're, you're a big guy. And, you know, uh, nowadays you don't really see a lot of guys like you, you know, uh, I guess healthy like you uh, on the right back position, you know. Uh, but obviously we, we did see that, you know, you're strong, you have a good technique, you know, you have good footwork, you know, we saw you uh, put a couple of guys on skates, you know, obviously the, the fuel was a little wet, but we'll give you the credit. Uh, but, you know, what can you tell us about, you know, specifically your position, you know, how, how do you like playing uh, as a defender? Have you always played, you know, back there? Or did you start like me? I, I started as a forward, ended up playing center back. You know, how, how did you get up there to that, to that right side? Yeah, I think our, uh, journey is a little similar uh, I started out as a striker from like the age of eight till I was 12 and then I just slowly made my way back I think all defenders start out as striker and at some point we find our way in the back line at uh, some point in our career so I guess you can say that's where I find my feet from but yeah uh, I joined the academy and then my brother was playing center back at the time when he joined And then I think one of the coaches just realized maybe this might be a better position for me. So I was playing center back also after like my first season in the academy. But I still in my heart wanted to get involved in the attack. So I requested to play right back because, you know, now the monitoring fullback was up and down the line. So that's something that intrigued me. And I'm happy that I made that switch because I feel like that's a perfect position for me on the field. And going a little bit more you know, specific to, to the team as a whole. Uh, obviously, the, the goal came from a, from a set piece, I guess, you know, from a dead ball. Uh, we, we spoke to to the coach, you know, to Kenny Bundy uh, about how important set pieces, you know, would be or how they are as important now in, in the game of soccer, you know, like uh, corner kicks, uh, free kicks and all these stuff, you know, uh, can can change a game, you know, as, as we saw with, with, with y'all's game. Uh, but how important is it for you guys as defenders to, to you know, to practice those, to kind of have an idea of what you're, you know, you're told to do, you know, I'm not going to ask you specifics, but, you know, just kind of the importance of, on set pieces. And also since we're in the subject, kind of in the same subject, you know, in the league, uh, you guys have to, you know, there's basically no ties. You go straight to penalty. So how do you like that? And, you know, how often do you guys practice, you know, taking penalties? Uh, I think we touch pretty much every aspect of the game that we can. Uh, we definitely do put some time in for, you know, set pieces and free kicks and corners and stuff like that. 
Uh, and, you know, we embrace it, something that we feel we can be really good at. Uh, we have a couple big bodies and people who want to, you know, get their head and attack the ball and are good in the air. So something that we feel we can exploit in the season. And like you said, it can really change a game. Maybe, you know, it brings your team back into the game or maybe it's that one goal that, you know, helps us get a result on the road when uh, we're not putting our chances away or something like that. So it's something that we value a lot. And, yeah, as a team, I think. You know, going forward, we're going to really try to be dominant in that area during the season. All right, man. Thank you for that. And we'll pass you on here to, to Rodrigo, and then we'll, I'll probably jump back on to ask him more questions. Sounds good. Hey, Jeeb. Um, I'm uh, Rodrigo, and uh, I just want to finish up on um, a quick question that I think uh, Chris might have had um, regarding um, penalties on to end the game. Um so now, as we can see, like new, you know, uh, MLS is trying to do different things. Testing out with you guys first with the, you know, after um, regulation time, it will be going to penalties and uh, you get one point for that one extra point, I guess, uh, for the winner. How, how do you how are you guys going to, I guess, see that into the game? Is that something you just are going to practice every single like training, um, like on a Friday or something before a game? Or is that just something natural that, you know, most most guys on the team are confident? I think it's something you just basically kind of have to practice. Um, you know, practice makes perfect. So the more that we practice, the more confidence we're going to have as a team. So any guy can step up, I'm sure. At some point of the season, hopefully every player on the team takes a penalty. Is the more, let's say, you start drawing, people start scouting you, you know, You need other guys to step up. So it's just something I feel like you have to practice. And is that something you want to take part in? Like, are you confident, uh, confident penalty taker? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty confident uh, penalty taker. I took one in the A-10 tournament at SLU. Uh, what was it? I think it was in the quarterfinals against Fordham. And I made it. I don't remember the last time it was a penalty. Hopefully I don't jinx myself. But <laughs> Got a knock a on wood, man. Only <laughs> knock on wood real quick. But yeah, I'm a pretty confident when it comes to that. That's good, man. And maybe you can see a little panenka, you know, a um, little chip maybe. Get, getting a little risky there. As long But, uh, as it goes. Man. <laughs> you'll never goal, get that man. ball bag, man, if he misses on a panenka. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so um, moving, you know, to the next, uh, you guys' next game against um, Earthquakes 2, which they actually play uh, Wednesday, tomorrow night, against uh, Portland. Um, so I I didn't attend the Whitecaps uh, against the Whitecaps games. Um, I'm over here in Dallas, but these guys did. And, um, you know, they obviously talked about the tactics that they saw, what um, Bundy has brought to the team, um, how you guys play. And then on the first team, we see Nagamura with different tactics throughout different opponents that sometimes seem a little bit drastic um, or not drastic, but more attack in mind, more defensive. Is that something Bundy also takes with him? Um, like, you know, you don't have to give anything away. Um, but like for preparing for this next match, is that something you guys have been working on? Uh, I think the first team and I saw are just one and the same. In some ways, but also we have our own qualities and identities and certain profiles on our teams. But for the most part, I, I would say we're the same. And, you know, we try to play on the front foot pressing team and take the game to the opponent. So that's really what the core basis of our game style is. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would assume it's expected um, just because, you know, we're trying to you know, find, uh, uniform everything. 
Um, and, you know, my last question here for you is growing up in Houston, having a lot of friends, families, um, did a lot of people make it out uh, to the Viva Stadium? Um, so this is close to your home? Uh, yeah, I had a, uh, my dad and my brother were there. Uh, unfortunately, not all of my family lives in Houston. So they couldn't, some of them couldn't make it to the game, but I had some friends there and some old academy uh, teammates, their parents came. So some of them are still in college, but their parents actually came to the game to show the support. So that was pretty nice. And for whoever else is out there watching, please come support us. Uh, we need all the support from Houston, the city of Houston. We're out there repping you guys. So all the support uh, you guys give us, it helps. Definitely. And, you know, this is what we're here for, you know, bring more, um, um alert to the community you know getting our young guys involved that we want more of the homegrown players more of the academy players to make it onto the first team um but yeah i i have more questions later on but um so far you know <laughs> thank you for your time yeah jeeves so yeah we were definitely out there and we saw the uh the search and well actually a little bit of everybody from the supporters group out there making support for you guys um so it was definitely fun but hey man We'll kind of move into some miscellaneous kind of fun questions, if you don't mind. And I think you kind of answered part of the question that I had, which was what H you joined the academy. But um, my second part was, you know, they're playing with Dynamo 2. Uh, you know, who's the who who had which player have you known the longest, basically, in that roster? Uh, <laughs> I know they're roster. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Actually, this one might be easy. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I'm correct, though, but. From off the top of my head, it would be Marcelo because Marcelo has also been in the academy for a long time. Uh, he was there ever since I was 12. So, and I don't think there was, I don't think there's anybody else. Nobody can beat him. Yeah. <laughs> from when it comes to that. And uh, what's it called? And I'm sure you celebrated, uh, you know, that goal with him to the top of your lungs too, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I jumped <laughs> on Ethan's puzzle's back from what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a fun uh, fun go, man. But hey, um, so I guess, you know, after you graduated high school, uh, you went to a pretty prestigious college, you know, that is big in soccer. Uh, it's been a while since they've won a championship, but uh, I believe they've won the most. I don't know. You may correct me, but I think 10 is the, yes, that's the amount. correct. That's okay. correct. Shout out and, to St. Louis. Uh, yeah, so St. Louis University. So, um, you know, if you can tell us a little bit of your experience there, and uh, can you tell us what a Billiken in Billiken is, and why is it so scary looking, man? Because that's that's the tremendous mascot right there. I can tell you. I can start off with that. Tell you what a Billiken is. So, Billiken is basically just a good luck charm. Uh, we have a little statue outside of our basketball arena that fans, you know, rub its belly for good luck. So it's just a good luck charm. And yeah, that's just what it is. And then uh, what was your other questions? Just uh, if you can talk a little bit about your experience, you know, playing at St. Louis. I know that uh, it was a little bit interrupted with, with uh, COVID, I guess, but you still had three seasons there, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I did. Uh, my time at SLU was great. I loved every minute of it. Uh, I think it really helped me develop as a soccer player, but most importantly, as a person. I, you know, growing up in Houston and then going all the way to St. Louis, I think it's different cultures. And I just learned a lot about, you know, the culture there and the culture here. And just, you know, I just took the positives from both and also the negatives and just try to identify what I could, you know, used to develop myself as a person. So I love my time at SLU. 
uh, like I said, the, the team there is fantastic. Each year I have to like compete for my spot. Uh, there's always competition on the team and competition brings the best out of you. So that I really enjoy that at St. Louis. Um, you know, like you can see from this last year's draft, uh, draft class, you know, there's a lot of talent in that, in the St. Louis, uh, class and, you know, just soccer wise. So yeah, St. Louis is a great place and I do all over again. Cool. I'll, I'll let Rodrigo. Yeah. Rodrigo, do you have the questions? I think you had one to kind of follow up yeah, what he just said. Just following up. I'm trying to get my dogs to be quiet. I'm sorry. They've just been barking. Um, but yeah, uh, mentioning those, um, teammates that you play with at St. Louis um we know Kip Keller you know went to Austin, Austin FC and then Isaiah Parker went to Dallas FC do you still keep in touch with them um and do you guys you know are you going to be talking smack you know derbies and everything yeah right. actually I, I keep in touch with those guys uh I keep in touch I played some FIFA the other day with Isaiah Parker and then Kip Keller's my boy me and him pretty much played alongside each other every minute we were at SLU so that's my boy also. And then also Chase Neese plays at North Texas also. He was a center back from St. Louis this last year. Uh, and the smack talking has, has already started. Uh, we played North Texas um, in preseason. And before the game, Isaiah was already talking, saying we're going to get smacked. And, you know, right now we hold the bargain, uh, the bragging rights 1-0. So can't wait to play those guys again during the season. That's what's up, man. You got to represent, you know, you got to make us proud. Homegrown players, Houston fans, everybody. Yes, <laughs> and we actually played another slew kid this weekend, Simon Betcher on Whitecaps. <laughs> so we're all over the place right now. <laughs> how, does, how does it feel to be uh, the best player out of St. Louis right now? <laughs> so how does guys. it feel to be the best player out of St. Louis? Well, I, yeah, I guess, you know, technically in the best team, right? You, you beat everybody you played against. <laughs> Technically, uh, it feels right? good. <laughs> I'd say it feels good. I mean, I back myself. I'm a pretty confident guy. You know, everybody's talented from my class at St. Louis. But if you ask me, I think I'm the best player. And I'm sure those guys think they're the best, too. So <laughs> it feels good. That's good. Well, I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, myself, Rudy and Rodrigo, you know, we're, we're also immigrants uh, to this country. And we also ended up in, uh, in Houston. But I wanted to ask you, you, you know, I want to ask you about your roots. You know, you, you're, uh, you were born in Nigeria, you said, right? Uh, and obviously, and I imagine, you know, with, with your family, you guys have maybe some traditions and stuff like that. So we kind of wanted to touch on that part of your life. You know, uh, can you, I don't know, obviously, I don't, I don't know anything about Nigeria, right? But I know that in Houston, there's a giant community of, of Nigerians, uh, like pretty big, you know? Uh, so yeah. can you tell us, I don't know, anything that, what are some of the, like, for is there anything that you guys do, like, soccer-wise? Like, you know, how passionate are Nigerians when it comes to soccer? Um, honestly, I don't know how, if there's a league out there, if you guys have one, how crazy you guys get. Yeah. I know the, you know, the African Cup of Nations happened and, you know, it's packed. Everybody's dancing, chanting, you know, music. Everybody's happy. So obviously it must be good. Yeah, uh, I'd say soccer is very big in Nigeria. It's the biggest sport for sure. It's not even close. And today we actually just didn't qualify for the World Cup. So it's a it's a tough day for us Nigerians when it comes to soccer. Uh, but I'm sure we'll be back stronger than ever uh, next time. But yeah, soccer is pretty big in Nigeria. Uh, and uh, yeah, like you touched on in Houston, there's a very big population uh, of Nigerians here. So, you know, hopefully 
the more they, you know, start recognizing, maybe they know there's a Nigerian on the team. Hopefully you can get some Nigerian fans to come there watch the games at Aviva and also the first team. Uh, but I guess some that, something that we're kind of known for is this meal, the jollof rice. Uh, and we have a battle with the Ghanaians, actually. I don't know, Derek Jones uh, used to be on the first team. And when I first got here, me and him used to always debate whose jollof rice is better. And Nigerians, we take pride in our jollof rice. So that's one of the things we're known for. But like you said, we're also known for music and just, you know, good vibes. And we love sports. So, yeah. I explain to everybody what jello fries is. So it's just like a tradi- traditional rice. Uh, you get your rice, you make it with, you get your tomatoes, your bell peppers, and we put a whole bunch of other seasonings in there that makes it taste really good. And you can pair it up with some plantains and some chicken or fish, whatever it is you want to add to it. And there you go. But it's, it's very delicious. And I pretty much eat jello fries every week. So You're making me hungry, man. We got to go to your house. <laughs> yeah, so, and, yeah. And have so the, some question, yeah, the, fries. the real question, the real question in this interview is when can we come over? You guys can come over anytime. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I was going to ask you, you know, other than, other than uh, your, your family's, uh, you know, cooking, where, where, where could, you know, we go maybe in Houston to, to get some of that Nigerian food? Uh, there's a place called Cool Runnings. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Uh, it's a cool little African spot that you can go to to check out and get some uh, jollof rice. And I'm sure they have like other traditional African foods and stuff too. So you can check out Cool Runnings. We'll, we'll check that out. And then last one for me. Um, growing up in Houston, you grew up in, in Mo City, right? Yes, sir. In Surrey City? Yeah. How was that growing up in, uh, you know, in Mo City? Uh, when I first got to Mo City, it was a little difficult because i used to live closer to richmond area uh and then so i finally moved here and yeah like i didn't know a lot of people you know like the traditional when you just move to middle schools or high schools you don't really know anybody so at first took me some time to like kind of integrate with the people in my school but also i was having to go to practice four times a week so i wasn't really hanging out with much kids from my high school for the most part but most cities, are, you know, it's a great place. It has a lot of energy, you know, high tower, you know, soccer there was good. And I played my freshman year. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, most cities, most cities are a great place. And yeah, my, my, uh, my dad still lives in most cities. So yeah, he loves it. I think he wants to, uh, you know, stay there and hopefully have another generation of Maranas in most city. That's tight. That's, that's, that's I don't know if you guys had any other questions. Uh, Rodrigo, do you have anything else for Jeeves? Before <laughs> not, I... not really a question. It just made me think of a story when he said, you know, Christian mentioned about Nigerians and how they get with soccer and everything. Um, I, we have a couple seconds, so I might just say it. But man, Nigerians are crazy when it comes to soccer. Like, I remember I used to play at U of H and uh, we do like pickup games. I think it was like 5v5 or 6v6. And I just remember it was the funniest thing. I mean, I took the ball out cleanly to my knowledge cleanly but then he got it back and then he took a strike m- missed it no no i'm saying like he missed it you know so we're, we kept playing but i got the ball back took a few guys around ended up scoring and then they're like nah that was a foul and we're like what are you talking about dude like i scored like no 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 like over there that was a foul and they got so aggressive and like they were literally trying to call me out and it was funny we had another guy that he was um nigerian as well but he was cool with us and he's trying to calm him down, like, no, nah, no, nah, it's cool, man. And then the guy just looks at me like, 
I'm not afraid to kill anyone. <laughs> and we're like, whoa, dude, just again. Like, you back. Like, but I don't know. It's just, it's just how intense they get. Really. Yeah, I, I have, I have one more. If, if you don't mind, uh, how does it feel to have probably the flyest kids out there? It's great. I think the, I think the, the orange is fire. I love the orange. And yeah, you know, it's always nice to go out there with a nice kit, play with confidence. So you look good, feel good, you play good. Last one, sorry. last one. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. sorry. I just want to, since we're talking about Nigeria International, you know, didn't qualify for the World Cup. Um, not obviously not trying to close any doors for you, but um, would you like to represent Nigeria? Or would you try to go more for the U.S.? Uh, I'm just hoping to get either one <laughs> right now. Uh, so I, I really can't say much on that. You know, just working as hard as I possible. First thing is, you know, making it into the first team. And then hopefully that brings light to, from either nation. But I'd, I'd be delighted for to play for either one. And then last one for me, for sure, this is the last one. Um, who do you, who like, if you had to, like, say, who do you model yourself after, like, you know, playing-wise, or people you look up to, like some players on, on your position, or maybe not in your position, uh, who, you know, who are some people like that? Uh, definitely Kyle Walker is someone I uh, try to emulate my game towards. Uh you know, very athletic. He's good 1v1 defending. And, you know, he still gets up and down like the modern-day fullback. Um, I love watching Joao Cancelo also from Man City. You know, he's pretty much, I don't know, he's having a fantastic, fantastic season. So those two guys are the ones I'd say, like, I try to emulate my game towards. And I've been watching a little bit of Trent too, but I think he's a little bit different profile for me. But I'm trying to take some stuff from his game as well and add it into mine. Perfect, man. But hey, you know, you mentioned Man City guys, and there's a flag back there that is red. I, so. I didn't want to point it out. But. <laughs> I, I saw yeah. that and I was like, hey, hey, to each their own, man. But hey, uh, Jeeves, like, uh, thanks so much for jumping on to the, uh, you know, with us yeah. today, man. Uh, best of luck this weekend against San Jose and the rest of the season. Sure. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. And hopefully we can have you, you know, later on. Last one, last one, I promise. A message, a message, sorry, a message to the fans, you know, to the people that go out there to, to watch you guys play. No, well, first of all, thank you for your support this season. You know, we heard everybody loud and clear on the field, and hopefully we can have the same support this uh, coming weekend. And, yeah, just thank you, and we're trying to represent the city, and we're going to give it our all every time we step on the field for you guys. So thank you, and uh, see you guys this weekend.